0: Hello, welcome to Film Fandango, the film
1: podcast. My name's David Reid and this is Merrick Larwoods. Hello film lovers and people who have found this podcast by accident and are deciding in the 30, first 30 seconds or so whether or not to turn off, just purely on based on the sound of our voices.
0: And, and presumably we have to give them some sort of carrot on that stick to make them
1: carry on this I'm thing. not going to give any, any carrot there's been a murder Marrick! we're going to have to find out who did it this is the only film podcast that is recorded in a room with a dead body which will not be mentioned at all for the rest <laughs> of the podcast
0: <laughs> uh, but we might find out who did it we might so you better keep listening um, it'll be mostly about films though have you seen any films?
1: This week I went to see the uh, smash hit that everyone is talking about, uh, Gone Girl, um, starring Ben Affleck and Rosamund Pike and directed by the, David the great David Fincher. Fincher. Um, I read the book of this, it was a book by Gillian Flynn. I went for a stage of reading um, Chick-lick, lit, fr- Chick-Lick, not Chick-Lick f- thrillers. chick chick <laughs> those, uh, those chewing gum things from Mexico. I mean, it's, it's quite bad, isn't it? Imagine going to a bookshop and saying, you've got any chick lit. It yeah, sounds it's horrible. A
0: bit, yeah, it's, not, it's
1: a horrible word, isn't it? So I'll tell you how I came to read this book. Yeah. Well, I thought, of well, you know anything of an idea for a short film? So I thought of an idea which was um, a person who'd lost their memory. It's been done before and wakes up and finds lots of notes written to themselves and they're living with their parents. Yeah. And they find these odd notes that they've written telling them not to trust anything they say. And I was telling someone in the pub and I started writing it. Like well. Memento with Post-its. A bit like that, yeah. <laughs> I was really excited and I spent two days writing it and I was telling someone in the pub and I went oh there's a book that's pretty much exactly the same story as that I was like what? Yeah. No 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 and it's and it a book called Before I Go to Sleep which has also been made into a film which was released in September um, star, starring Colin Firth and um, old uh, plastic face Nicole Kidman Did it have the same title Before I Go to Sleep? Yes I think so Yes, it was, That passed me by It was in a few trailers and um, so I read that book, and it's quite odd experience reading a book, not for enjoyment, but reading it thinking, oh no, is this the same as my idea? Yeah, yeah. Yes, it is pretty much the same. <laughs> I can never do this, not for at least 20 years. And it was even set in Crouch End, where I live. No. Yeah. So they're, they're sort of a little bit similar, these, and there's a similar feel to these sort of th- dark thrillers with quite strong female protagonists in them. Right. Um, but I think uh, before I go to sleep, sort of flops slightly. It's the same feeling, I imagine, that people have when a biography gets released of someone they know, Mm. and they have to read it to find out what it says about them. What they've said about
0: them, yeah. I I read uh, Mars Jupp's book, A Fibber in the Heat.
1: Is it a biography?
0: Uh, Well, it's it's autobiographical, yes. It's not about his life. It's about him following uh, the uh, England cricket squad around India, but... uh, there are stories in there and anecdotes that make
1: a friend of ours sound like a complete tool, but he's changed his name. Oh, really? It's very nice of him, isn't it? Is he saying, I, I listen to film Fandango and I hate it? <laughs> That's
0: it. And it's hosted by these two absolute arseholes, Jerry
1: Biggs <laughs> and Herman West. Um, You're Herman West. I knew I'd be Herman West. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so I, I read that and then um, I thought... I quite enjoyed that thriller, and I saw on Amazon recommends it, because I don't like to make any of my own decisions, Yes, and I bought Gone Girl, which treads the line between, it, it, it is a page turner, and it is sort of t- twisting that genre, that normal sort of romance sort of thriller genre, there's a few odd twists in it. I couldn't tell whether I enjoyed it or not, I felt it was good, but I didn't really feel it wasn't necessarily amazing writing. Okay. But it was it's it's very Moorish, a lot like Pringles and chocolate. But sometimes it just takes a sort of
0: good story to make a good movie, rather than the novel has to be in. Yeah, it was. It, a good, of...
1: it is a good novel, and I think this is uh, David Fincher is a pretty safe pair of hands. He's done, you know, some my favourite films, of course, Seven, um, amazing, yes, and uh, Alien, Bike Club. Fight Club, Alien Three, which is because it had, it was underrated, it, but because it's, the first two are brilliant. That's yeah, problem. but it was
0: also a, a mess of a production from what I hear. Yeah,
1: uh, and he's you—you you must have seen The Social Network. He's done. Girl I Direct-
0: didn't see The Social Network, um, and because it's just never appealed. And everyone tells me how brilliant it is, but it's just like it just looks like. Young Arseholes, the movie. I don't really want to watch that. Well, that's a bit I, different. <laughs> well, I've Googled that think, a thousand times. And <laughs> the social network is all that comes up.
1: Um, I want young arseholes, not young arseholes. Oh! Um, I've seen Zodiac, though. I love Zodiac, even really? though it's so long. I found it long and utterly boring. But I think Zodiac... Zodiac's the sort of investigation of um, that guy... It's based on the Summer of Sam, isn't it? So it's a slightly twisted version of that a guy is, and It's the so long investigation killer, isn't it? It's yeah. basically the
0: facts delivered like a story. So there's no satisfying twists or turns and some things are contradictory and it doesn't end. And I, I had an awkward conversation with a friend of mine where I, I, I said how, how boring I found that film. And then he just looked at me and went, it's my favourite film.
1: He's like, oh, sorry. I think it's terrible. I, I sort of half hated it and half loved Zodiac because right. it goes on for so long it feels like you're actually in the investigation it goes on over a period of ten years and the film's probably about a year long itself, it's about it? a year yeah he's um, also done Panic Room haven't seen and uh,
0: Panic Room's not great uh, Panic Room was sort of his first one where people went oh he doesn't only shit gold oh okay I mean the baddies in Panic Room are really bad choices uh, they are Jared Leto uh, well he's he's it's good now he's good now <laughs> And uh, Forrest Whitaker, who is usually good, but they play sort of bumbling, like the thriller versions of The Thieves from Home Alone. You know, they're, they're, okay. they're not very threatening, and that's sort of the problem, because the entire loves- thing is there's someone threatening in my house. Oh,
1: thriller version, I was thinking the Michael Jackson No, no, no not, not
0: that sort of thriller, as in the genre thriller. Okay. Yeah.
1: Uh, and he also did The Game as well, which I love. I love
0: The Game, that's good.
1: Um. So he is... Uh, I think he's one of the best directors at the moment, in my in my opinion. Um, what's interesting about the film, and I will, there are going to be spoilers, so I can't get away with it, uh, saying spoilers. So you've had about three minutes, without spoilers, So please. Uh, do I have to listen to you though? Yeah. Do you not? Do you want um, to go into another room and I can pretend like to be you? Quite like to watch it. Um, what it is is, it's the story of uh, Ben Affleck, um, who lives in the sort of the suburban house. He's moved. Uh, out from new york to i can't remember where it is somewhere quite uh, the equivalent of the american suburbs in a small town uh and they've given up on their his wife rosamund pike was a worked in sort of social media and publishing and he was a writer and they have given up on their dreams and he's running a bar uh and she goes missing and he becomes a center of this sort of murder investigation and they're following uh his character's reaction. His character doesn't particularly care. So it's fascinating having a protagonist who, in your head, you automatically assume you have to like protagonist. Yeah, yeah. protagonist. And it's quite good. as being quite sort of laissez-faire. It doesn't really. He's not reacting in normal way that someone should when so you, you when your wife goes suspicious missing. Is so you on think on. you've got you've got his. You think he's the murderer or something bad's happened. <laughs> then you've got Rosamund Pike's story. About her version oh, so you do see it
0: from her but Okay. Yeah.
1: So the this is the big spoiler thing here is she's pretty much set him up, right? That he's murdered. He's murdered her. Then he realised you know he set he set up her. She's faked she her own murder. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then you follow her life as well, and you, and their backstory, their relationship, and how it breaks down is revealed. It's in, it's an original. It's an original. Story and it's told really, really well, and I think it's very faithful to the book. You read the book and look. There's only a few films, as there's always a way that a, that can live up to the hype of the book. When you read a good book, it's so Like The Godfather is one of them. Yeah, you know, Sin City is a classic example of graphic novel being copied. And this is one I think is, is is a brilliant adaptation of the book. And from the, I think the plaudits it's got from the mass market is huge. It's been. I look on Twitter, it's been trending. Like, three or four really? times people going on how much they loved it
0: well seemingly Fincher is one of the few directors who can actually sort of launch an event movie these days where people you know, get excited that it's coming out and all want to go and see it at the same time yeah um, Nolan is probably the the only other on but I don't know if people quite trust his abilities in the same way since The Dark Knight Rises I don't know if they do
1: yeah but what's interesting is before I go to stick was also a hit that got lost a little bit this was an international bestseller, so it already had that huge, you know, uh, sway of popularity. But Rosamund Pike in it is brilliant.
0: She hasn't had enough to do in films I've seen her in before. I haven't seen this one, but certainly the stuff I've seen, is she just sort of plays woman, and clearly she... Can, you know can do more than that
1: you, you, when she's a Bond girl she's like the upper class or sort of slightly distant well, that's woman.
0: the worst Bond film of all time so it's not it's sort of unfair isn't it that she, that was her shot at it but
1: um... this is a real breakthrough film where she you can see her getting the sort of Glenn Close sort of uh, roles for the next 20 years oh really where she plays where she she plays a villainess Perfectly. Well, they're both fillings it, it, It's more. It's very complicated I don't want to do I'll just spoil it completely for you. But um, it's uh, very watchable. And Neil, what's his name? Harris. What's his name? The, Neil Patrick Harris. Neil Patrick Harris is in it as a cameo. He's oh, going the, to be hosting the next Oscars. Yes. Um, I still think of him as Doogie Howser. Well, as you should. Yeah, that that's correct. <laughs> So yeah, <laughs> he he's Hauser. hosting it
0: as Doogie Howser. That's right. Yeah, he, Doogie Howser is hosting the Oscars. He doesn't play Doogie Howser in this though. Really? Okay, that's intriguing because he usually plays sort of quite light comic roles, doesn't he? That's sort of
1: what. Yeah, right, I think he can play the villain as well. I think you just see, you see, it's refreshing to see Ben Affleck play not a completely likable. Personally, he always plays someone with the darkest, darkest well, side. Well, he needs to prep for people to accept him as Batman. This, this is a good stepping stone to Batman, I think. Yeah. Uh, Rosamund Pike is brilliant. Uh, Neil Patrick Harris. Is it Patrick Harris? Yeah. Very good. Good cast. I don't know whether I really loved it. I thought it was good. I just thought that's a good Friday night thriller film. It's not a film I'd Do you- sit down. I think it's so... Uh, Plot's such an essential part of this film... Then once you've seen it once or if you've read the book once you know that what it the answer is yeah and... I sort of remembered I remembered the twists and turns so it didn't that bit didn't really hold me so I don't think am I a fair judge of this film for someone who's gone to cinema to know anything about this yeah and it sort of plays with the conventions of a love story and that's what's interesting about it but if you read the book whether you'll enjoy the film as much because you know the story
0: well it sounds like you haven't enjoyed the film quite as much as you possibly could if you didn't know what was coming already
1: my mind, yes. Tell me about your mind. so creative, yes. That any book I read is automatically twenty or thirty times better than ever. <laughs> the nuances. Yes. That my mind. Cre- who played down.
0: Ben Affleck in your mind when you read the
1: book? A uh, me with hair. It was you. And who was Rosamund Pike? Me without hair. <laughs> so me. Yeah, you. Yeah. That's a good. That's good. And Neil Patrick Harris was me with no
0: clothes. Yeah, no clothes. Well, that's it's nice to have those differentiations, isn't it? But so he wears, wears, clothes, in the, who he we he wears clothes in the film. But what a good disguise!
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's me with no clothes. I yeah. recognise him anywhere. Well, I, I didn't. Really, I don't really sort of tend to look at myself much with no clothes. So it was a really nice opportunity. for me Have to... you seen your bits though? You've seen them. Well, you have to see them, or otherwise you would make a mess in certain situations. That's right.
0: That's right. Like uh, urinals and
1: things. Yeah. I've seen a lot of penises
0: in my peripheral vision from Urinals, of course. I think what all do you men mean? have. Well, as in, you don't look at other people's. So that's You're, not supposed, that's to, you're not supposed
1: to share your well, Exactly.
0: But no, no. as in, you know, people come and step in the ones next to you. And there's just sort of shadows of things, isn't there? But you don't look at them. That's the etiquette oh, I'm saying. I'm
1: a bit. Uh, in my head, I imagine you going to Urinon and being a whole big road to Urinon just everyone coming to stand next to you.
0: Yeah we well, we just have a chat, don't we? I mean, and
1: do you say this when you're? I can see you <laughs> in that voice. Yeah, yeah. That's I nice. I can
0: see you. <laughs> and they look down, and I'm not doing anything. I'm just pretending. <laughs> I've been there all day. That right. uh, you can't have that for
1: a movie. I can see you're wanting to write that up. I mean, there's no. Where's the? Um... Where's the arc? If, where's you're not, the arc? if you're not having a piss, where's the Ark? Uh,
0: maybe it's a twist that I've never had a piss.
1: But the Ark would be the piss itself. The arc of the Piss? Is that yeah. how it works? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. That's how, um, Robert, what's his name? Who's the man who wrote story, the story in the Ark and all that stuff?
0: Oh, uh, Robert McKee.
1: It's all based on the Ark of a Piss.
0: Yeah, Raiders of the Lost Ark of Piss.
1: Yeah, that's yeah. what
0: it was. It was, yeah, yeah. I don't know where we've gone. We seem to have <laughs> gone into a dark alley for We the need piss. to
1: find the bloody art for this podcast.
0: We do, we do. Well, we need to get a uh, a midpoint high, because I think this podcast is a tragedy, right?
1: Okay. Yeah. I enjoyed it. I'm sure lots of people would enjoy it as well.
0: Okay. What, how many Maricks?
1: 7.5.
0: Oh, Okay. You think it's better than a seven, is what you're saying? Not yeah, I'll give it an eight. An, no, eight, Marics, I think. eight Marics, A okay. good.
1: It's nice to have that good, solid um, thriller. Do you think C-Mars? it will
0: be remembered as a classic like Seven or Fight Club or those that were such influential films, stylistically as well as in their storytelling? You know, they they were every horror film since Seven has been trying to do Seven again, mm. and so many. Um, thrillers have been trying to do Fight Club where they want some sort of psychological twist or turn or something different other than it's just a crime story.
1: I think it may well change people's idea of central characters and the hero films. OK. Where, and what's refreshing like this, you've got these multi-layered characters who are interesting and you've got, the, got their faults rather than, the super, you know, the superhero, not necessarily superhero films, but the whiter than white uh Central character is
0: Rosamund's Pike character good because Fincher has done very male-led films in the past. Like you, you know, the, I, don't think are, he, I think Marla that... Singer isn't a great character in Fight Club, in my opinion. You know, she doesn't really make a lot yeah. of sense. There's, there's not. There's
1: Gwyneth Paltrow is barely in Seven. You know, I, she's the most interesting character for me. And I, my one criticism of it would be that I would prefer to. Uh, see more about her story in the book it felt like 50-50 right so it sort of starts off leading you along sorry the spoilers here along the Ben Affleck story and then she comes into it, and it
0: as a, almost as a surprise okay yeah Yeah. And,
1: uh, so I think they could have done even and it's a quite a long film you don't feel you don't really feel the length of the film you did not notice the length of it but I'd love to do you it feel it the girth of a, a bit, though? it though it, you can notice the girth you can respect that but I don't know this is horrible this is horrible <laughs> But I could, have done with, I could have done with more of Rosamund Pike's character. Okay. And I think this will be... This, hopefully, will make a career, I think, and it will make some more... People will go for darker... Realise that darker romances... Yes. ...can be really successful. So it's just tweaking the conventions of, of love stories. Okay. That's the best ones are, really.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, they they have, you have to do something new if it's just a... To... Repeat of the old formula but with different names, then it's never going to last. It might be entertaining when you watch it, but it's never going to
1: I'll be interesting to see what what how this stands up in 10 years' time. Yeah. Um, we've got some uh, letters in. Okay. Um, If I wanted to write a letter, well, it's not a letter anymore, is it? It's an email. But it's the same thing, isn't it? I saw you
0: can now get some. Um, uh, old-fashioned typewriter keyboards for your computer. How does that work? So physically you press the buttons, but it presses a key underneath it that goes to your computer. So it's... It's quite fun, It's fun, That's what just
1: middle-class people are going
0: to buy. Yeah. Of course, people with money are going to buy it. Poor people can't buy it, Maru. If they were buying this, their priorities are really wrong and they deserve to be poor.
1: Well, poor people should not be allowed in shops. Okay, (laughs) So... Um, if I was if I was rich enough to have a computer yes one day fingers crossed I've got my computer I've just listened to this sort of rambling review of Gone Girl yes I've got some pretty strong opinions
0: yeah well you could email us uh, dearfilmfandango at com would be the address and then um, if you're lucky enough or um, or not that abusive towards us then it might get read out yeah or if you want to talk to each other, then you can go to facebook.com forward slash filmbandango. Or if you want to be ignored, then you can tweet us at filmbandango. Or at Mr. David Reid and at Marit Larwood if you want to, you know, engage with us. We
1: do read them, but then we don't... It's, I but don't... I don't
0: know how, you know, it's so ephemeral that, you know, it, it's hard to sort of get a conversation going on Twitter. I hate
1: having conversations with people on Twitter. Yeah, I blanket pretty much ignore... I never really apply to anyone. Do you not? Um... But he's it. Someone has taken the time to email in. Thank you very much. Who are they and what do they want? I am going to read it right now. Dear Buddy American David. Buddy is David's dog who is... Currently uh, fast asleep. Yeah. There's no voice instruction here, so I'm just going to do it in my own voice, unfortunately. Okay. Hello. I won't, I, do, I won't do a voice. <laughs> <laughs> Hello. Love the, both, love the podcast. You're both very funny. Oh, and you should, this is definitely the right podcast. Yeah, I'm not, yeah. And it's great getting to hear the section of films I haven't had a chance to see. Particularly the smaller ones like Blue is the warmest colour. If you haven't listened, I pretty much bang on about that every week. <laughs> yeah. It really helps finding great titles I've always never heard of. I all, I do almost always disagree with David's opinion on films. Fair enough. But any antagonism is prevented by that damn sexy voice of his. David. Well hello. If you haven't seen Gone Girl, I've just have. If you haven't seen Gongo yet, I strongly suggest one of you get on it. The trailer makes it like just another predictable turd in the sewage club, uh, in the sewage. Sorry, of showing sewage works with current film releases. That's only because sh- showing any of the real plot would ruin the experience. Luckily, I've done that already. <laughs> it made by that bloke who did Fight Club in Seven. It's definitely at least as good as them. If you haven't f- seen it, forget all that bollocks. Are there any actors out there? I'm reading this really badly. apologies are there any actors who a lot of people really like but you think are undeserving the attention mine would be Kit Harington Jon Snow who has the range of a brain damaged goldfish do you watch Game of Thrones Charlie from York this is from York I do watch Game of Thrones I think he's alright in that
0: Kit Harrington, he's, he's got no range. It's the young, pretty ones that sort of uh, disappointing Game of Thrones. It's the the actual actors who are a bit different or weird looking that yeah. make the program. Like, I'm so glad some of the I, I won't spoiler it, but some of them are dead because they're just bored. I mean, young, straight out of drama school actors may have the technique to be a character, but they don't have any. Depth to them at all, so they just do one note all the time. It's all they know how to do, and it's usually this is how I look pretty, and that's
1: that is how I've been. um, That's your mistake.
0: Stop being so pretty and just be real, you know. Okay, good.
1: Um, But is Gone Girl as good as Fight Club or Seven? I don't. That's two of the best. Two of the best films of the last. 20 years I, I think. mean they were amazing weren't they I love so I don't know if it is as good but thank you very much for your email but we haven't answered the question are oh, there any, any act- actors
0: Sorry. any actors we think are overrated um who keeps getting work that annoys me
1: all the young ones
0: all the young actors
1: every single young <laughs> actor in my opinion anyone who's <laughs> under 25 is overrated and shouldn't shouldn't be allowed on should be allowed on screen.
0: No, so it's only 30-year-olds and upwards... I only want to things. see
1: people in my in my age range. But what about Jennifer Lawrence? You love her. Apart from Jennifer Lawrence, I only want to see people... I'm sort of done
0: with Jeremy Renner. I've given him enough chances and he, he bores me. So...
1: Yeah... He's
0: in I... everything as well. Hurt Locker is the best thing he's done. And he hasn't really done anything... I've liked him in since then I've seen the born um whatever it was called uh, the born uh, legacy. legacy yeah yeah I've seen uh mission impossible ghost protocol didn't need him in it you know seen seen all those uh, avengers films he's not he's not strong in those
1: I think um my old being Nicole Kidman really annoys me. Yeah, yeah. She's, pretty much we've all. We've talked films. about her before, haven't we? Yeah. Mate, my problem is that I've just reiterating that I've just. She looks like she's trying to win an award the whole time. Mm. Vanity acting.
0: Well, she also now can't move her face. Uh, really, she's she's botoxed up, botoxed up to her scalp, isn't she? Up to her scalp. yeah skull is just full of botox. You can hear it swilling around when she moves her head. What sound does it
1: make? Okay, God, that's why she doesn't to... move her head very much. Yeah. <laughs> we can't radio Mike um, Nicole because of the swill, so we're going to have to get um. What? <laughs> just don't move. We're going to have to just do. We'll do it all in post. <laughs> yeah, we'll get Jennifer Lawrence in to overdub it. All of the reason that Nicole Kidman looks like a robot mm. is because they she doesn't act anymore because of the face swill. Both Does Andy
0: Circus do yes. her?
1: Yes, gonna... he. <laughs> They just it's put a mannequin on, in there. It's mapped onto Andy Circus.
0: Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah, it's a very
1: subtle performance he's doing. I mean, it's a lot smaller than his apes. They isn't had it? to Botox Andy Circus because <laughs> so he could do the computerised Nicole Kidman. Wow.
0: So he's the slush slush noise. He's full of Botox.
1: Do you hear the slush?
0: Oh yeah, I, I can hear it. But maybe I'm just imagining it. now. Maybe it's like an earwax
1: thing. Yeah. <laughs> um, I've oh, got another email here. Yes, this is from and this is from Darren Rogers. I'll let you read this one. He'd been um, he tweeted us a few, tweeted me a few times, and I've um, you know I've just uh, pretty much I either favourite it or ignore it, but I've, I've re- read them. Darren, he's been working his way through all of our podcasts. Blimey, I can't imagine anything worse.
0: Yeah, I, I don't want to do that.
1: Not even Nelson Mandela did that when he was in prison.
0: That's right, because this was not available. Maybe he would have stayed in prison if this was available. He just guy I don't want to get out. You I, do, I can that. see you building up to a Nelson Mandela impersonation and I don't
1: think you should do it. I don't think you should do it. I want. I don't want to leave. I want to listen to the boys. I don't, maybe South Africa is in a lot of trouble, but I have not finished all
0: the podcasts yet. Now do Kim Jong-un, because I think they're going to be very similar. I, don't,
1: I don't, can't do him. He's going...
0: My now na- <laughs> <laughs> That
1: was quite a good Nelson Mandela one. It was, you think? it was all right. It was as good as Harry Enfield's Nelson Mandela. Well, and that is mildly racist. Here we go. He's Darren Rogers. <laughs> okay, where's he from? Uh, what voice does he want? Does it? As he said, no.
0: Right. What do you want it? Talk D- to me. Uh, like Buck Rogers. Buck Rogers. <laughs> he has a completely generic American accent, doesn't he? Yeah. Okay. Hi, team. Having just listened to the entire back catalog of shows on both your own website and the Virgin Radio website, I just wanted to thank you for making my daily 60-mile round-trip commute bearable. I always have poignant comments to make, but I always forget what they are by the time I get to the office. One thing I did remember, you questioned why the movie Small Apartments did so badly. I would say it's the trailer. I saw it several times on DVDs I had rented. Remember those days? And it looked awful. It did nothing to encourage me to watch the film. Small Apartments was the movie I saw with uh, Matt Lucas in the lead role. And it's well worth a watch. It's not perfect, but it's it's not bad at all. It's got good cast. Also, you made a request for guests, for ideas for guests. Can I suggest Glenn Joseph, who has recently completed a year-long UK tour playing the lead role in Buddy Holly the Musical? He lives in London now, so you should be able to get to Camden. Tweet him. (laughs) Okay. I mean, that's when we should... (laughs) Yeah, I guess tweet people. Finally, The Lego Movie is one of my favorite films this year. I enjoyed it more than The Kids. And I agree with David. There was a darker side to it than most people, kids, their target audience, would have missed, but I definitely saw it. Keep watching the films. Darren uh and he also he says that he found out about this from Merrick talking about film fandango on the Americanage podcast oh. so thank you very much Darren Darren Buck Rogers
1: there It started to turn into a what your voice halfway through well i sort of kind into <laughs> an american man <laughs> um i agree- i saw like a movie recently and it at the cinema i think it's brilliant it's good it's yeah. good i i i didn't like the middle so
0: much when it just gets a bit sort of flashy, noisy, woo, bing, well, I think it's brilliant, so, so Well, there. you're wrong. No, it's it's got a fa- fantastic final act, doesn't it? It's just
1: good. It's just good stuff. Um, so thank you very much for your letters. I'll tell you what, um, if you would like to donate to help us run the podcast, which is to um, help us, because we don't, we're not sponsor anything, just to get cinema tickets and pay for the Libsyn thing to host all the thing. It really helps us out. I know David does all that stuff, as you can tell. you can donate on our website which is uh, dearfilmfandango.co.uk not U- dear there's no dear sorry it's not dear it's not just filmfandango.co.uk filmfandango.co. don't go to dearfilmfandango no that
0: is a hate site yeah uh, just people who if you hate the, sh- the show then go to uk. Yeah. and
1: that'd be really great if you if, if you if you want to
0: yes thank you to everyone who's donated yes thank you very much for you up, are the reason we are here this week thank you Um.
1: so you've Scott, a film movie you want to see? Uh, yes. I
0: um, saw, interestingly actually, probably uh, quite a good set in terms of it with Gone Girl. I saw the new Nicolas Cage film, uh, Tokarev. Tokarev? Tokarev. Uh, which I think in America, uh, the film's called Rage, because they wouldn't understand Tokarev. Is Tokarev to- is a brand of Russian uh, gun. And it's the it, that the story uh, inevitably revolves around once it all unravels, uh, but yes, it was called Rage because it revolved around anger in America. Um, mm-hmm. And this is a uh, it is a another one of these films that, uh, uh, in the wake of the success of Liam Neeson's Taken films, is doing the exact same thing again. you, you, you know where. Uh, Nicholas Cage plays an ex-criminal this time rather than ex-good guy. He's an ex-bad guy. But he's got out. He got out 15 years ago, right? And then his daughter is kidnapped. Oh, and so, no. Yeah, it's terrible when that, that happens. What happened to my mate
1: Liam. Yeah, what did he do? He went and... Well, he got back. There was a lot of bloody hassle.
0: I know. Luckily, he's got a specific set of skills that helped him with that.
1: He's going to need a gun, though, isn't he? He's
0: going to need a gun. What, um, what gun? Uh, <laughs> talk doom. <to him>. Um... <laughs> so this is another one of those in fact um Nicholas Cage did exactly this recently in another film I saw which was oh god what was it called stolen so, which is even more obvious rip off of taken uh, where his daughter gets kidnapped but um this film it's got an all right cast in that it's Nicholas Cage, so there's something to like.
1: Is that why you watched it? Because it was Nicolas Cage, and he seems crop up every single podcast lately. Yeah, well, he
0: he's because he's being so prolific, because he's doing anything offered to him at the moment, seemingly it's anything for a paycheck. Um, What's his hair like? I mean, it's this? he he is it, just for a It's <laughs> mental. His hair's mental. <laughs> um, but just on a sideline, like he does seem to be doing anything for a paycheck, which, is it unique for Oscar, an Oscar winner, his career, that he seems to be doing new equivalent of B-movies again and again and again?
1: But he did Joe, which I reviewed a few weeks yeah. back, and that was more, maybe he's doing the Tokarev and the Stolens, so he can do very similar <laughs> arty projects like Joe, which was almost like a, a return to form right. for Nicolas Cage.
0: But then he played, what was it, Uh that thing where he was a wizard. There's something apprentice. Or something, I can't remember. And he did he did Ghost Rider, which was a failure. So they rebooted it and with Nicolas Cage in it again, and it was a failure. But anyway, anyway, anyway. Tokarev is Danny Glover's in it as a policeman, and it's got uh, Peter. How old S- is
1: Danny Glover now? He
0: is old. Do you want me to look it up? Like he, but he's great. He was quite old in. Um in Lethal Weapon yeah. the whole thing was he was old wasn't it he was
1: re- retirement age um, let me guess I reckon Danny Glover is 66 68 wow 68
0: so he's getting on but he's he's still great he's just charismatic you know he's good and Peter Stormare is in it I don't know if you know him but plays all the villains and everything villains and everything he's the the, the main bad game Fargo oh, yeah. is what started his career but he's he's excellent but this film is terrible, <laughs> and the what frustrates me so greatly is um, like you said with Gone Girl in fact, the the story itself you haven't seen before and it's a really good idea now this in a far lesser extent, I can't tell you what I mean without spoilering the entire film, but there is a great short story in there, which is what a 90 minute Film should be based on, you know, because you you see the process and the actual story itself. If you unpackage it, is perfect for a thriller. Really good has, you know, it's a simple premise and it's it, it works. It is so badly told. The director of this is abysmal and everything is on his shoulders, in my opinion. Like it's just so disappointing. Like everything, they everything is done wrong.
1: Is it a big budget thing or?
0: It seems reasonable, big budget. I mean, they've got other stars to be in it. It's not like Nick, Nicolas Cage has agreed to do it and nobody else has. I mean, they've they've got Danny Glover and Peter Stormare in it. and
1: But Peter Stormare does. He he's he's a, does yeah, everything. Now, he does sort of do everything, doesn't he? He just goes. He just Nicolas Cage and they both do everything. Yeah. I'd love to know what's going on in Nicolas Cage's head. Well, it's
0: sort of an open secret, isn't it, that he. Uh, got into huge troubles with the IRS, and um, oh, okay. He, this is what I've heard, and I've no idea. It's alleged, but um, that he didn't pay tax at the height of his career. So now he owes the back taxes for when he was demanding far bigger salaries. So when he was in the rock and con air, he wasn't paying tax, and now he needs to earn all of this money to pay that back because he was earning millions before and he's lost it all. It's so, 21
1: million budget, which is a lot of money. That
0: is a, that is big. Um, but yeah, this, this film is not strong. I mean, there's, <laughs> there's... His team, his sort of gangster team of Irish hoodlums... uh Irish, hoodlums not he? Irish, do, isn't so, no, he's not. He's just Nicolas Cage. Okay. But one of them... I, I couldn't work out for the whole film what accent he was supposed to be doing. I looked him up and he's an English actor, but he sounded—he didn't sound American or Irish. He sounded something... You know, different syllables would be different things. Like watching the first scene of a Jason Statham movie where yeah. he's trying a different accent. And then in scene two you go, oh, thank God he's given up and he's just doing Jason Statham again. But it was like that for the whole film. It was just so distracting. Where I don't know who you are. You're just
1: weird. The worst accent I saw recently was in a film called Margin Call. Did you watch that? No. It's just about the collapse um, of the um, Lehman Brothers, really, the version of that. It's almost like Gary Gary Ross. Ross. uh, Brilliant acting. Well, Demi Moore's not so good, but uh, Kevin Spacey, Paul Bettany, Jeremy Irons being wonderful in it, uh, Stanley Tucci, all that lot. Um, And Paul Bettany, I don't know what... Is going on with his accent? Really it's embarrassing. Yeah, yeah. It's it, it's almost as if you just say one word in American accent, and you that's to be the worst. That's to be the worst example. I thought.
0: What's the film called?
1: Margin Call. It
0: was Margin that last Call. Year. Terrible title. It's a
1: terrible title, and there's no. I think nobody went to watch it, but it's a great film. Okay. It's about, but it's just about well, the collapse of the Lehman brothers. It's really good. Yeah. Really good acting. But he Paul Bettany. I think he's talking American. And then another, another, in other scenes. He's, there's no accent but he
0: can do an American accent I've seen films where he's done one
1: I would like to have someone kid up for me what accent Paul Bettany's doing in this where he's oh, trying to yeah. do international
0: yeah yeah
1: well it, it, it'll it happen
0: every now and again and probably more and more because I mean more more the, the border between Britain and America in terms of films is far more fluid now especially since so many are being made over here like the British film industry is booming at the moment mm. all of the big franchises are being made over here basically everything since harry potter because we give enormous tax breaks and all of our crew are fantastically skilled so america is actually making you know more and more things over here instead of in la but um so we'll get british people trying american accents far more often i imagine when they just fill in little parts and stuff but um oh interesting is this this is what i wanted to talk about because sorry there's i can't really talk about Toca revel without spoiling it I sort, of, rubbish anyway, I sort of I sort of don't care because it's terrible and I don't want you to see it. But it's not fair to do that anyway.
1: I've just but, spoiled Gone Girl.
0: Yeah, I know you have and I don't want to do that. <laughs> but is the saving your daughter the new saving the woman? Is that now the acceptable face of the old school macho saving the princess?
1: Is it because that... Um these stars are now so old. Well,
0: that was my first thought. Is it just the same guys doing the same films? Just but older, they're, yeah. they're now too old, so it's creepy. Yeah. Or is it that we feel less comfortable that as soon as a man saves a woman, she is obliged to sleep with him... Uh, so instead, they make it a daughter because then that's that's somehow grittier because we like sort of more real things now, uh, but also acceptable because it's his daughter, damn it, and he can he can hurt anyone he pleases and still be a good guy to get his family
1: back. I think it's the age thing. You don't want to watch two people in their fifty to sixty snogging. Yeah, I mean Nicholas occasionally get away with that. But his his wife in come.
0: this looks the same age as his daughter, which is weird, really weird. Um, I wonder
1: what skin. Um,
0: She uses. Yeah. Yeah. It isn't plot relevant. It doesn't come up in it.
1: They should be to an exposition saying, that's incredible. You moisturised so you live exactly the same age.
0: Uh, The wife doesn't really get much to do. She says, she's probably moisturising she all the time tell me what you tell me what you're doing tell me tell me what you what you're doing he goes like oh, you don't want to know and then just ignores her and tells her to go away that's and why
1: she's not aged because he doesn't subject her to any stress as well no she's she's incredibly
0: bigger. stressed all the way through the entire film because she aged during the
1: film and I imagine that catches up on by the end yeah the she's
0: played by Glenn Close at the end
1: she ages <laughs>
0: She just says, and Just like blood comes out of her eyes and stuff. You know, she totally rages at the Lost Ark. Oh, dearie me. Yeah. No, it's, it's every cliche under the sun, but I, I assume I haven't uh, done enough reading. I've done some basic reading and I can't find if this is based on something, but it feels like it's based on something better. Either a novel or actually more likely is it's based on a foreign film and they've just told a good story badly. No. so I'm saying don't go and see
1: it oh Tocorov so so how many Davids four IMDB gives it five really so you're wrong <laughs>
0: <laughs> ah but Metacritic gives it 2.8 well
1: there we go um, that's about it isn't it I think that's it for this week we'll be back
0: next week with yet more films uh, keep, keep watching, watching the, the films, films. bye